This is the Extra Innings Podcast. We're going to Extra Innings. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Breaking down all the latest with the blue. Hosted by Dodger insider and award-winning reporter. You have one for most entertaining talk show host to listen to all the way to work. David Bassett. Episode 21 of the Extra Innings Podcast presented by Corona. Find the fine life and please drink responsibly. We are coming to you for episode 21 from Petco Park in San Diego. The Dodgers last night beat the Padres 5-2. A.J. Pollock made this amazing grab last night. Machado with a fly ball to left field and deep and it is. Caught by A.J. Pollock against the wall, over the wall, robbing Machado of a home run. Oh, what a play by A.J. Pollock. One of the best catches I have seen from a Dodger outfielder all season long. And as you know, Mookie Betts last year made a few different great catches last year. But Pollock's in that first game against the Padres was spectacular and maybe just as good as Mookie's diving catch in the first series here at Petco Park back in April. We are uh, going to have a great episode for you today. I'm very happy to share with you the full 17-minute conversation I had with America's pitcher, Rich Hill. That was done the day before he started at Dodger Stadium against Max Scherzer. And Rich Hill did not spend a bunch of time with the Dodgers, but more time with the Dodgers than any other stops he has made in Major League Baseball this year. And gathering from the response of our short pregame interview, uh, I feel like you are really going to enjoy this deep dive with Rich Hill coming up in just a moment. So can't wait to share that with you. No Andre Ethier this week, but if you are listening to this episode before for Sunday, August 29th, Andre Ethier and I are going to be at WSS Shoes in Canoga Park. It's on Topanga Canyon and Roscoe Boulevard on Sunday, August 29th. We are going to do a very special pregame Dodger talk where you can call in and ask Andre any question or comment you have. So that'll be fun from 11 to noon on Sunday, August 29th. And then if you are in the area or you want to make the drive to Canoga Park, which is my area of where I was brought up, Woodland Hills, Canoga Park, Andre Ethier is going to be signing autographs at the WSS shop from 1230 to 2.30 on Sunday, August 29th. So there you go. No Ethier on episode 21 of the podcast, but you will get to get your chance to meet him on Sunday, August 29th at the WSS in Canoga Park on Topanga and Roscoe. So we'll see you out there from 1230 to 2.30, and we'll have a pregame Dodger talk from 11 to noon where you can call in and ask Ethier any question you have. All right, let's get to the leadoff. Batting leadoff, host of the Extra Innings podcast, David Vasse. 
Well, since we are here at Petco Park in San Diego, a lot of buzz in a bad way for the Padres. After the Dodgers beat them in the first game of the three-game series at Petco Park, the Padres had dropped 10 of their last 12. They had just fired their pitching coach, Larry Rothschild, and the Padres are starting to point fingers from what my sources have told me. Uh, Not at each other. But the players are not happy with the fact that Eric Hosmer, a veteran that was brought in on a big contract, his name was put out there publicly before the trade deadline and was being shopped to the Texas Rangers trying to get Joey Gallo in a trade that would bring him to San Diego. That never never materialized, and Joey Gallo ended up with the Yankees. So Hosmer's not happy. His teammates are not happy. And my understanding is uh, some of the players are not happy with Jace Tingler. And definitely he's on the hot seat. And there is a lot of doubt here in San Diego with the direction of this team. And talking to Manny Machado, he played it cool. He told me it's not panic time. It's a valley for the Padres. Every team goes through it. And right now is theirs. It's not the best of times, especially with the Cincinnati Reds playing as well as they have while the Padres have played so poorly. So as it stands right now, as we record episode 21 of the Extra Innings podcast presented by Corona, the Padres are one game back of the Cincinnati Reds in the wild card spot, and they're in a dogfight now for that second wild card spot. Their aspirations the last time the Dodgers were here in San Diego was to dethrone the Dodgers. They made those moves of acquiring Darvish, Blake Snell, not to just win the second wild card spot, but to dethrone the Dodgers, and that's not going to happen. And the San Francisco Giants has thro- have thrown a curveball into both teams' plans because the Dodgers are not running away with the, this division, even though they are 30-plus games above 500. So the Padres have a lot of issues down here, let alone they're going to too many bullpen games, and their bullpen has pitched more innings than any other team in baseball, a very overworked bullpen. And we were seeing that even the first time the Dodgers came here and saw it even more the second time the Dodgers were here. And now it's gotten to a breaking point to some extent because so many guys have been used, including Tim Hill, quite a bit. So you Darvish is expected to be activated off the injured list. We'll see what that does for San Diego and whether or not that stabilizes their rotation. But it's not the same vibe down here in San Diego as it was back in July, especially with the fans. Uh, Beat LA was uh, really the buzz before the game even started. We barely saw that on the big boards. It feels like the Padres have lost their swag, and they feed off of that. They need the swag. They need the energy to be a good team, and we have not seen it. Same players, same position players. It's just not the same team. So they've got a lot of issues, and Jace Tingler certainly is on the hot seat right now. And, in fact, I saw a San Francisco Giants beat writer tweet out last week that if the Padres do dismiss Jace Tingler, Bruce Bochy, in his opinion, would take over the Padres' managerial position. And as you know, Bochy managed here for a number of years under Kevin Towers. And 
We'll see whether or not that happens. The last time Jace Tingler was hired, Ron Washington was the second choice for A.J. Preller. Speaking of A.J. Preller, it was great to see his special assistant, former Dodger catcher, A.J. Ellis. He's here at Petco Park. He doesn't live here full-time. He does uh, his assistant duties from his home in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's a family man right now, and, man, he's in great shape. Also, it was great to see uh, Preston Wilson, or excuse me, Preston Mattingly, uh, who is Don's son, and many people have told me around the game that they believe Preston Mattingly will be a GM one day in Major League Baseball. He's that good of an evaluator and sees the game in a great way. And conversations with him, I think they're right on. Preston Mattingly, he's uh, starting to learn how front office works, and he definitely has the baseball evaluation part down, no doubt about it. So great to see him and great to see Mr. Peter Seidler, one of the grandsons of the great Walter O'Malley, and uh, definitely a great man and a great owner here for the Padres. So a lot of good people down here in San Diego, and we'll see whether or not they could stabilize this ship. But it's not the same, I'll tell you that. All right, while we were down here at Petco Park in San Diego, Clayton Kershaw threw a 20-pitch bullpen session the first day. And on the second day, he spoke to the media to give us an update on where he's at with his recovery. Yeah, actually bounced back okay. So um, that's going to be the test, just make sure I can keep bouncing back and, um, and then throw another bullpen probably Friday and um, mix in some breaking balls in that one and then probably throw one more and then kind of start building up after that. It's kind of the tentative plan, but, you know, all that stuff's so gray and can change, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. And is there anything that you're either watching, kind of looking for when you're on the mound that knows that you're really ready to go and progressing in the right direction? As long as my elbow doesn't hurt and be in a good spot. Um, yeah, it's been it's been frustrating. It's been a long time. It shouldn't have taken this long, so um, it's, it's frustrating on my part. Um, but Hopefully I can be around for the fun part and help us help us into September and October. What is the goal as far as what you're able to do with the remainder of 35 games? I don't know if there is a goal other than I want to pitch and I want to help and I want to start. So um, assuming I can get to that point and build up to that point, I think that would be the goal. Is yeah. there enough time before this regular season? We'll find over? out. Find out. <laughs> Are you, what's yeah. been the most encouraging part that you've been able to throw every day where you I don't know if there is an encouraging yesterday? part or not um, you know it's all it all doesn't matter until you pitch in a game so all this stuff is somewhat you know keep coming back the next day and hoping it doesn't hurt and um, going from there but encouraging not encouraging it's all discouraging right now because I'm not pitching so you're cautiously hopeful I'm cautiously something. I don't know what I am. Um, I will say I think the last few days have made me a little more optimistic, though. Um, so that's been a good thing, yeah. Is a, is a bullpen roll something you're open to just in case you're not stretched out enough? Not to, to that point yet to worry about that. But um, obviously I'll, I'm going to do whatever whatever is needed or wanted. So um, my focus is to get back and start. But obviously I'll whatever I can do, I'll do. It took longer than it should have. Are you referring to, you said you pushed it a little bit and came back too soon with that sim game? Yeah, the first time for sure. Yeah. And that, you think that's why it took so long now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Have you come to terms with that, the frustration that you shared? 
after pushing it a little bit too quick? No. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Good job. Getting to the 60 days, and doesn't that kind of help at least? Just knowing you have, you're not going to rush uh, it, maybe you have more time. Well, yeah, I mean, I think after this la the, after that sim game, we kind of knew I wasn't going to be back before September anyway. So, um, yeah, I think it was just kind of a foregone conclusion at that point. Earlier this year, I talked to Andrew when things were going so well for the team, and he had talked about, you know what, I thought after we won the World Series, setbacks wouldn't hurt as much. I would feel better about that because I knew we had already won. But he said, honestly, they still hurt just as much. Like, I'm wondering, in your case, does winning last year take anything off the frustration now, knowing you already got there, or it's all still sucks? No, last year's last year. Uh, we want to win this year. And especially with the, the team that we have, there's not many times in a career that you get this much talent on one team for a run. Um, and who knows what it's going to look like next year and the years after that. So you want to take advantage of that. You want to do whatever you can to be a part of it. And... Um, now, when, when it's all said and done and you can look back, yeah, we, I won, and so I can, you know, sink my hat into that one. But for now, I want to win this year. How much is, like, knowing that you have that collection of talents or help knowing that, like, when you got already, like, you guys are equipped to be able to, like, make that run? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, this team's crazy with the depth and the talent that we have. And, I mean, that's the only reason we're in this spot is we've had so many people go down and how many different players that have the ability to play baseball at a high level to keep us in this spot. So, um, yeah, I don't take it for granted. I know it's a special team, and I know that um, we got a chance to do something special for sure. Hey, Clayton, has there been anything that has surprised you about talking about pitching with Scherzer now that you guys are in the dugout? Uh, no, I kind of knew Scherz well enough to know how competitive he is. And... Um, it's been great. You know, I think, uh, I don't know what he would say, but I think as far as our team's concerned, we've, it's been great having him and Trey here, and um, I love it. And it's great to have another guy that, you know, when you go out on the mound, the competition level is just off the charts, and um, the mental side of it, all that stuff has just been awesome. And it's good to have somebody older than me, too. I like that. So it's been great. Yeah. What do you think about the bullpen sessions in full uniform? Yeah, the bullpen sessions are pretty legendary. There's a lot of stuff there. I need to uh, I need to step my game up. My bullpens are pretty boring compared to his, <laughs> so it's been uh, but it's been great, man. I, I love having Shurs here, and um, like I said, we can do some cool stuff this year, hopefully. Thank you. Thank All you. right. So we'll see. It doesn't sound like it's a hundred percent go. He's doing everything he can to make it back in time, but there's a uh, 35 games to go in the regular season as we record this podcast. There's not a lot of time for a guy to come back and build himself up. So hopefully it works out because you know he wants a piece of the postseason if the Dodgers are able to get to a best-of-five series if they're not the wild-card team or even if they are the wild-card team. So you judge for yourself what Kershaw had to say right there. We were joined by Rich Hill at Dodger Stadium. I am excited to share this conversation with you. Rich Hill, one of the most popular teammates during his three and a half years with the Dodgers. So many great memories and heartbreaking memories at the same time. I think back to his no-hitter perfect game in Pittsburgh. I think back to his near no-hitter in Miami, but because of the blister and the careful cautiousness of the Dodgers, they would not let him complete the no-hitter. A lot of uh, great World Series games that were cut short. So 
a lot of a lot of great moments and a lot of bittersweet moments for Rich Hill during his Dodger career. But the one constant was the respect that he had from his teammates, even to this day. A man that is the king of Los Angeles right now. Well, maybe just Dodger Stadium because a video tribute, a nice standing ovation from the Dodger faithful, and that is the one and only Rich Hill, America's pitcher. Oh, Dave Vasse, thank you for having me on. I appreciate that introduction. It was uh, the video tribute was uh, you know it was unnecessary, but it was really nice. It was unexpected, um, you know. And uh, obviously, I think the the one thing we can talk about in a minute, but the the time that my family and I get to spend here in, in LA was great, and we are extremely grateful for that opportunity. And uh, that's no, you know, all seriousness. That was that was something that looking back, I think coming back here and seeing all the guys, you know, uh, that are that are still here that we get to to play uh, in the same uniform with and, and in front of this these crowds on a nightly basis is something that was extremely special. I think it's something also that, you know, when you're in it, you're enjoying it and, and really, uh, you know, loving every every moment as much as you can. But then when it's over and the time is stopped and, and, and you go somewhere else, it, it really, it really, that just makes you realize how much you have to appreciate each, each time, whatever it might be. Um, whether it's you know for for my family and myself playing playing here in Dodger Stadium or or whatever it might be time time in the pool in the backyard or <laughs> whatever whatever but it, it's it's those moments are, are are ones that we have to you know really appreciate it because when it's over it's it's over. Rich, when you saw the video tribute last night, were you embarrassed? How did you feel when the fans reacted to it the way they did? Uh, I, I I felt you know just humbled by it i i uh you know like i said the the opportunity of coming here and and uh being part of this the those years with the with the dodgers and having the teammates that 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 we had and and the guys that were there that loved the game of baseball and and left everything out on the field on a nightly basis uh and it continues on i mean you know you see the team now this is this is quite the lineup uh in, in my opinion, it could be one of the best that they've ever had, uh, you know, with the additions of Max Scherzer and Trey Turner um, and, and just bolstering the starting rotation and also the infield with the with the lineup. So, yeah. um, you know, and you, and you look around and you see guys like Mookie Betts uh, who are coming back off of the off of the I.L. probably Monday, hopefully not tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> You're you're safe. It's not happening yeah. until next week, Rich. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, but really, it was it was it was really nice, you know, uh, of 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 uh, everybody here to to you know give me that ovation and and uh, very much appreciative of the opportunity and the time that we had here in L.A. Um, you know, we've kind of had a uh, kind of a. Uh, gypsy career if you want to call it been all over the place and and to be able to spend you know a consistent three and a half years here and in one spot and and we were fortunate that it was la and you know the simplicity of of the stadium makes this place uh you know timeless and 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 unique and i think that's also um you know very indicative of the fan base here so i think that's something that uh, we will always look back and, and cherish and, and again, feel very fortunate to be able to have the opportunity to play here and, and, and win. Um, that was something that, uh, you know, we, we were able to continue to, to do as a, as a crew, uh, no matter, you know, really where we stood with injuries or, you know, bad streaks, we'd always bounce back. And, and, uh, unfortunately we didn't, we didn't, uh, 
finish, you know, the, the ultimate goal of winning the World Series, but it was, it was, I learned a ton of, of what it takes to get to that point, and then, you know, now finishing, finishing that hopefully uh, at, at one of these years. Um, time's running out, but hopefully one of these years <laughs> yeah. get, get a World Series. Well, a lot of people believe, even though you guys did not bring home the hardware in 17, you're the true champions of 2017. Yeah. A lot of fans are curious if you caught that two-game series with the Astros here at Dodger Stadium and the reception that certain players got. Did you did you catch that on the East Coast? Yeah, yeah. The 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 uh, it made it through the Pony Express and the <laughs> and the, uh, and the old Telegram. We got that over there. You oh. know, as you know, I'm not uh, big on. Uh, I think they call it the internet now, and also uh, social media. So uh, I was able to courier the courier. Yep, we were able to you know get some of the old. Like I said, the the Pony Express brought the news <laughs> to me, so I was able to see it. And uh, you know, it was it was. It was uh, I, you know, I, I think people have that taste in their mouth, and and congratulations to them, you know, the team last year in 2020 being able to finish, you know, the final goal and, and winning the World Series. It's quite an, it's an amazing accomplishment. I think it's just something that, you know, once we've seen it even here at 19, when when a team like the Nationals gets into the playoffs. I mean, I remember talking to some of their players and some of their coaches and that, that I knew from over the years and just saying, hey, good luck you know, moving forward. They had already figured that they weren't going to beat us and um, you know, because we had such a strong team in 19, but this is the point that when you get into those postseasons, it doesn't matter what you did during the season, uh, the regular season, 162 games, it matters what you do moving forward in those, and, and trying to get 11 to, to win the whole thing. Yeah. Rich, I, I know your career's not over, but when you see your highlights being a Dodger flashed up there before your eyes, uh, what sticks out to you the most about some of the games that you pitched for the Dodgers? Did did that video bring back certain games, the near-perfect game in Pittsburgh, um, yeah. Miami, near-no-hitter, yeah. yeah. the World Series games that you pitched so well in? What what stands out to you the most about those great games that you pitched? Uh, I mean, I, I think... You know, it just it, I, I, the the energy from the crowd. To be quite honest, I mean, you go to a lot of different places and you, and you bounce around, and this isn't, you know, really any, uh, you know, offense to other fan bases. But here in LA, it, it is special. Uh, you know, when you're when you're having fifty thousand every night, uh, it seemed like I know tonight's going to be another sellout, I believe, and tomorrow is as well. Or, you know, but just just to have that support behind you as a as a player is it is incredible. And I think that, you know, it it comes without you know saying sometimes, but it's not it's not just something to to say because it's politically correct it's really something that i that i feel as a player and um you know other places that i felt it is is in boston um you know and and chicago with with the cubs so you know you're talking about three major markets but you're also talking about three incredibly uh intense and and passionate fan bases uh that love their team so you know to be able to to have those games here and and to be able to you know be fortunate enough to play in front of the these crowds I think is is something that I that I feel grateful for and you know hopefully they you know enjoyed the effort uh, yeah I would say they did that was given I feel like that's why you endeared yourself to this market because everybody thinks LA's white collar no this fan base is blue collar they have to work and scratch to come to games and you were blue collar every night on that mound that you took it thanks Dave yeah I, I I think that's you know understanding obviously the 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 
you, you know what what comes with the admission of a ticket is that people want to uh, come here and, and get away and enjoy a, an evening at the ballpark but also I think more importantly is enjoy the effort and, and you know we talked about it all the time I still talk about it since I've since I've gone on from here but the intensity and the passion that you have to bring as a player I mean I think that has to go uh, it's going to be intrinsically uh, you know kind of pulled out of you and and that's where your motivation comes from it can't be externally uh, motivated by you know anybody's thoughts or beliefs about you as an individual you have to kind of go back to why we started playing this game and why we love this game and um, you know it certainly is is something that that you know, hopefully showed while I was here and, and, and continue to do so, uh, you know, with, with other clubs that I've been with. Rich, I always remind Walker Bueller, the first day he got called up to the big leagues, I remember him sitting next to your yeah. locker. That's where they put him in September of 2017. Yeah. From that day to where he's at right now, a leading candidate yeah. for the Cy Young, what has the how what has the career arc been for him so far to see him that first day to where he's at right now? Yeah, I love seeing it. I mean, he's 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 a great, obviously a great teammate, but a, a great friend, but also you know just an incredible competitor as well. Um, and and that was one of the things you know when he came up, I, they were, he was in the bullpen. Um, you know, had had just like all of us. You know, we have our our struggles and have some stumbles, but I think uh, the underlying issue really was just pulling out that intensity and that and that competitiveness that you see now every fifth day and and i know he's pitching tonight correct that's right so you know i know we're going to see that here we saw it in new york uh and and it was just unwavering i think when you when you you know you you see somebody out there who's so locked in and so focused um and and understands what the the task at hand is requiring and that is and that is that intensity and then that focus and that and that passion will override everything that we're trying to do uh, that is on a scouting report or what the scouting report tells us because you know your ability and 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 that effort is going to beat out talent every single night and and uh, you know he obviously has both the talent and and the the effort and the intensity so yeah it, it, we talked about it and and uh, when when obviously he was here you know in the bullpen made the adjustment uh, of of not only going from the bullpen but I think there would you know just at the time that's how it worked out where he made his uh, entrance into uh, breaking into the big leagues was was in the bullpen but eventually everybody knew he was going to be be a starter uh, but ha- having that having that momentum of understanding okay I have to take it to you know an 11 and not sit at a at a at a seven uh, is something that we're seeing now. Do you feel like he's evolved as a pitcher? You know this, oh, yeah. being a young guy, where yeah. you try to strike out everybody, and now the strikeouts are coming in the process of the game and staying in the game longer. Do you feel like he has understood that better this year? Yeah, I think the other side of it, where you see the introduction of the cutter and the two-seamer, uh, mm-hmm. and now the changeup, yeah. it's really a complete pitcher and somebody who. Uh, he's going to be pitching, you know, for for a very long time, and I hope to see him here in LA for a very long time because we all know how rare it is to, uh, you know, have a have a player in in one market for for a mm-hmm. long time. And you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I know how be going back to Boston, how the the Boston fans felt when Mookie uh, was was traded from Boston to to LA. And I mean, obviously, that's something that was fortunate for LA and for the fans of LA, but it was also a disappointment because you. As, as a fan, uh, you know, take out, um, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, 
here what the business is and everything with with uh, Mookie being in LA and, and obviously the unbelievable opportunity that he's brought here for winning a World Series but the fan base you know has a connection and a tie to that player uh, since 2013 or whenever you know he got called up to the right. to the big league so that 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 I would ask is is kind of uh, you know very similar to, to what we're seeing here with with a lot of guys I mean you can say you know you got Clayton uh, you got Corey uh, obviously Walker um, and 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 uh, guys that have been kind of brought up through the system yeah. uh, Will Smith and to me, you know, when I go Don't forget back, about your guy, Austin Barnes. Austin, Austin Barnes, yeah. How could you forget him? Well, I didn't forget him. I mean, I'm talking about guys that You're, came, li- you're that, rattling that off up. the whole roster. Yeah, I know, but I can't, guys that came up through the, the well, system. Well, he basically did. Okay, well, I'm, I, you know what I'm talking about. It's guys that came up through the system. That are invested in the team. Well, what did that? Now you're saying Austin's not invested. No, I, I am saying that. I'm See, saying now, put him in the same bucket of invested okay, yeah, in the team. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Wow. Then Austin's one of those guys. Absolutely. Woo. <laughs> wow, this is awesome. But, but, when are you moving back to L.A.? I don't know. Let, yeah, you, I don't, have you broke it to the family that you're just going to have a, an off-season home here so we could spend more time when you together? Get, when you get that podcast going <laughs> this and actually get some followers, you let me know. All right. <laughs> so are you going to no. announce your retirement right now at the end of the year? You're retiring. Are you going to yeah, make no, that announcement not, right I'm, here? No, I'm not retiring. Come on. I'm going to play until I can't you know, throw anymore probably. No, All right. I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to play. but You've got anyway, a career here, here, waiting my, for you. My, my argument is for walker and and guys that you know that that's what the fans uh you know you build that fan base and you build that connection with guys i can remember when i was younger you had the dwight evans the the wade boggs even the roger clemens and then seeing guys like that walk stop referencing all these red Sox. well that's where i grew up dave i can't i can't you know relate to another you know uh upbringing i can't you know morph myself into uh, a different uh, uh market jeez but, we hear yeah. it in your voice. We know. Boston yeah. Rich. We got it. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, you know. L.A.'s you have, your home. When you have the players, when you have the players that are here, I say, you know, uh, invest in them. And obviously, you know, Walker's having a great year. And I think that's, that's a, you know, back to your original question I 25 know. minutes ago. Well, I mean, you were uh, taking the long way around. You were taking the Ted Williams turnpike to this answer. Yeah, and actually get to see Ted Williams, <laughs> uh, speaking of that, with Joe DiMaggio. Oh, boy. Uh, in, I believe it was 1999. It was pretty. Or you met them? No, I didn't meet them. I didn't meet them. We em. all I, saw I, them on TV, Rich. Well, I got to see them live at, at Fenway Park. Where were you? Where were you sitting? I was sitting over in uh, left field uh, behind a pole. <laughs> obstructed view. <laughs> yeah, obstructed view. Yeah, uh, half price ticket. Oh my uh, gosh! Sitting there yelling, probably as a uh, typical uh, Boston fan. As would. a Chowder fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Rich, let Walker know because. If he does stay here as a Dodger, I may not be here because he said Why? in his next contract oh. he's going to write in that he no longer wants me around. No, I think he's pulling your leg. I don't think he's going to do that to you. He would never do that. He wants the biggest to, suite, and he wants me yeah, out. Yeah, he, yeah. Not, That's what not, he's telling everybody. Not for the Oracle. Not for the Oracle of L.A. Thank you. Yep. It's great to see you. It's great to see you. I don't know. Like, it gets emotional seeing you. Yeah, I know. I know. It's been a couple of years, and... Uh, you know, I thought last year, I think before uh, COVID. COVID hit, <laughs> that we were coming in here with the uh, Minnesota Twins. That's right. Um, but we had a good year last year, and 
and had an opportunity in the postseason. And that was another one where I was like, man, maybe we'll end up playing the Dodgers in the World mm-hmm. Series. Unfortunately, we uh, succumbed to that other team. But, um, you know, here we are. Yep, it's great to see yeah. you at Dodger yeah. Stadium. Yep. The fans love you. It was great uh, to see a classy move by the Dodgers to oh, pay yeah. tribute to a man that is all about winning. So thanks yeah. a lot for the time, and we can't wait to see you pitch against Max Scherzer tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be a great matchup. Love Max. He's, he's an incredible competitor, and, and thank you, Dave. I appreciate you having me on. You're the best. America's pitcher, Rich Hill, returns. The prodigal son returns to Dodger Stadium. All right, there is Rich Hill, and I uh, hope you enjoy this episode of the Extra Innings Podcast presented by Corona. We will be back with you next week, and um, Rich Hill, one of my favorite people, can't get enough of Rich, and he definitely has a career in coaching or broadcasting whenever he decides to quit, and I guess maybe I overstepped when I asked him for uh, his announcement to retire. Far from over, Rich Hill, and he loved the saying, there is no tomorrow. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll be back with you next week. See ya. We don't have to do anything extra. They've made a choice. This has been the Extra Innings Podcast. Extra Dodger content for Dodger fans who can't get enough of the blue. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't miss a single Dodger game at AM570LA Sports on the iHeartRadio app. 